C'è qualcuno là fuori? C'è qualcuno là fuori? Benvenuti al Christian Podcast. Well, my friends, welcome to another episode of Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Beto Gudinho, here in Costa Mesa, California. And we're sending a signal of hope to all the world. Hope is the future. Today, we have a very special guest. But before we say anything about who he is or what he does, I want him to think about four words that I'm going to mention right now. And you'll kind of start thinking about, okay, who's this guy? Who's this mysterious guy behind answering these words? All right, so here we go. Brace yourselves. Welcome to Christian Podcast. All right, my friend, we won't say who you are yet, but I guess people can see in the description, but... <laughs> right? <laughs> this is, it's a giveaway, uh, it's right? It's a giveaway. <laughs> um, four words. First one, Hollywood. And I'm supposed to respond with whatever comes to my whatever mind? Whatever comes to your mind. <laughs> Disruption. Disruption. Good. Jesus. Everything. Love it. Third word, money. Necessary. Good. And last word, social media. Well, I guess it's two words, <laughs> technically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the means to get it out to the world. Love it. My friends, please welcome Daryl Eves, the executive producer of the Chosen TV series, the first ever episodic TV series based on the life of Christ. And he's here on the show. We're so excited. We're so glad. But Daryl, did I say it right? First of all, Daryl? Yes, you did. Thank awesome. you. That's, that's a first. <laughs> <laughs> it takes time, man. I'm from Mexico, so I always excuse myself with my accent. But <laughs> man, you guys have an amazing show. It's everywhere in the world. You guys are, like you said, even disrupting. You guys are doing things that are way different and I feel like in a sense I mean I'm in love with the show I've been you know showing it to my friends my family um, but this is major because it's it's all over the world it's global and I'm sure you guys have fans in many parts of the world and I feel like in a sense I'm a fan and I feel like I represent like you know a little bit of outside the United States even though I'm here in the United States I feel like I represent that that fan from from Latin America at least, right? Or the yeah. rest of the world. But Daryl, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so it's an interesting question because, you know, when I started my company back in 99, I was focusing in on social media and just kind of growing as the, the industry went. And my company just really works on getting people to see stuff and then converting that into money. and. Um, we got really good, did a lot on YouTube, worked with some of the biggest brands and YouTube creators on the planet. And that's how I got started. And I, I made a name for myself, um, you know, in the YouTube world. And um, I just didn't know um, what God had in store for me. 
and in my path. I just didn't know until I knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just felt, you know what? There's a lot of uh, opportunity out there. I, I see all this content that my kids would watch and I'm like, there has to be a counterbalance. We have to be, out, mm. be able to put out more good mm. than evil out there. And I made it kind of a quest of really facilitating creators that put out light in the world. And I literally build a business upon that. And that's kind of how I stumbled into a, an amazing creator, Dallas Jenkins. Um, and the rest is history after that, for sure. Wow, that's so good. I love it. And we're going to talk about Dallas towards the end of this episode. But Definitely. Um, I want to, as you're talking about first your role as an executive producer, would you elaborate a little bit on what that even means? Yeah. So I, I think taking a step back, uh, Dallas and I are partners and uh, we have some others that were just, we saw the vision of what uh, we wanted to do, which is do an amazing TV show that give it justice with production value and with heart. Um, and so that's kind of where it started. And then running kind of the day-to-day -day operations while D Dallas creates. It's like my, my whole job is to help facilitate Dallas to create. And, you know, it's, it's his writing, his directing, his vision, and I'm here to support it. Uh, where the big bulk of the support is uh, running the day-to-day -day and then also, you know, the basically getting it out to the world, the social media and, you know, working with our team there and our distribution partner, just to get it out to, to more people. Cause we're really, really focused in on, Hey, if we're going to put all this time and energy and money into a project, it, we need the world to see it, yeah. <laughs> you know? So we're, we're actively going there, but I, I would say, um, you know, just to oversee that uh, we have people that are really specialized in certain things, especially when it comes to production is just oversee and making sure that everything's on time and also under budget or on budget, you know, that we're, we're good stewards of the money that, um, that we're using. Love it. Love it. And that brings me almost to like my next question. because it's, as we think, I mean, what you guys are doing, it's talking about the life of Christ, right? I mean, yeah divine holy divine holy human and one of the most impactful important stories of our of our entire lives and of our entire humanity right uh, yeah for sure maybe debatable for some because some people don't believe it, in christ there's right? no come on there's there's no debate here like, like it's the greatest story ever told there's no debate it is <laughs> but when it comes to money what did it take to support, and I mean, of course, yeah. I mean, you're involved in this, so what did it take to support Jesus's ministry back in the days? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's it, let, let's just take away money. I, I you, you use that as one of the words, and I said it was a necessity, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it, it's like something that we need. But I think if we take it back is, it's where our heart is first. Wow. And where our, our our goals are, and I can tell you, when we first started the project, we 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 basically had the idea, and it was to do a multi-season series about the life of Jesus Christ, and all it was is an idea. And I think the big thing was our heart and dedication went towards the project, and um, Dallas was able to really vocalize it in a way that got more people on, uh, kind of on our side of of making it happen. Because what what happened was. Uh, we found very quickly we could only move as fast as what God allowed us to. Uh, we were kind of what we call in the MANA marketing program. We only had enough money <laughs> and enough just to sustain us for that day or that task that we needed. No more, no less. If we try to hang on to something, it was gone. You know, just kind of like the MANA uh, was with the children of Israel. 
but um, it was just kind of really understanding that God has his course for this. And it's like line upon line, precept upon precept. And um, what we found was the here a little, there a little is we just got the right people in, in play and it got us to do something, which was get this season one funded. And what was amazing from that was we were able to break the all-time crowdfunding record in film and television um, and, and literally doubling the amount of income. We were able to do over $10 million, uh, which is, you think a lot of money, but for TV production, it's just a meager, it's like meager amount, but it's what we needed and what was necessity to put the production in to have at the level of production that you're able to see in season one and season two. It's just like, it, 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 there is something about it. And so that's why when I say it's a necessity, it's a necessity because of that element. However, what I found was God provides, like he will provide at the right time and at the right moment. I want to share one with you. Mm, sure. Uh, this is really impactful for me, but we, we did our first round of raise and we were literally short money. Uh, people couldn't do their investment and, and just one reason or another, we were short about $128,000. And I remember like we, we didn't have any income coming in. We, we got to get into to production and like, there's just no other way to get the money. And I remember um, having a conversation with Dallas and um, you know, we were just saying, Hey, we're $120,000 short, you know, and what are we going to do? And, you know, we're kind of discussing it back and forth, getting other investors involved, getting another round going. You know, we had a lot of discussion. And at the end of it, we basically felt that we just needed to to trust the Lord. Um, And it wasn't even two days later that I had a check in my hands for $128,000. It was just exactly what we needed, you know, to do what we needed to do. And that just told me right then and there that there's a higher power. God is, is, is with us. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's something that we, our hearts were there and he was going to provide when we needed it. And he has proven time and time again, when we hit those spots, I can give you example after example. But for me, that was that first moment of, oh my goodness, you know, is exactly the dollar amount and a little bit, a little bit more. And I, I just, I just knew that we needed to, to use this necessary means, the funds, but do it and get, be a good steward over it. It's really important that we're a good steward over that, that, um, that money, because it is doing what it's supposed to do, which, which is pretty much telling the, the best story and the most amazing story, the greatest story ever told. And we need to uh, be mindful of how can we Im- improve the production quality and then also the distribution on the money that we have. Love it. Thank you for sharing that story. Daryl, even as you're sharing the story, you got a little bit teary-eyed and emotional. And I would think, you know, as I was trying to compare this to Jesus's ministry back in the days, I mean, we read the Gospels and there's this there's yep. this passage where they're entering a city and they need to pay, you know, whatever amount of money they need to. It, it, I love how first it never says how much, right? I mean, whatever, money. Yep. But then he tells the disciples, you know, go and get it from a fish. And I'm, I'm not spoiling anything. This is just <laughs> the Gospels. I don't know if it'll be on the show at some point. Um, but then they go to this place, open a fish's mouth. And there the money is yep. so that they can enter the city and pay. Yep. And I wonder if, as, as you're mentioning this, this um, episode of God's provision for the greatest story ever told, retold in the 21st century, if maybe the disciples got teary-eyed when they go to this place and they find this fish and they're like, I can't believe it. 
I mean, here is yeah. the money, right? Here is God's provision again and again yeah. and again. And I love how. Well, and I think I think that's a constant theme, right? Like when you turn your heart to Jesus and when you accept Him, that is a constant theme. It's like we feel like sometimes we're alone, but we're really not. Um, and then when we put trust in Him, that's when we actually have a closer connection of understanding His His uh, glory and ability and His power. And and it's that faith that we put in Him that he will provide. And it's not like I, when I say that the money's necessary, it's not that we need it because God knows what we need and he'll give us what we need if we're doing what, what he wants us to do. Right. And, and we're heading on that, that path. I think as uh, whether you're a first century disciple or a current uh, day disciple, it's like giving your heart to Jesus, but more importantly, giving your heart and trust to Jesus and you're going to see, um, and we read in in uh, the Bible, you know, people would give their heart, but their trust was was earned over time, you know, as they got to get to know Jesus more intimately, uh, that trust was there. And some people didn't even have that trust, it, you know, even when he died and, and was resurrected, it was like Thomas, you know, it took quite a bit. He had to see with his own eyes, you know, and I think that right there is something that I think we're on a quest for is like really turning our hearts, but also the trust. And I can tell you um, when it comes to uh, the producers of The Chosen, we've literally put it, we're, we're not even in the driver's seat. <laughs> like we're in the back seat. We put all trust in God. And I'm telling you, um, it's worked out really well for us, but it doesn't make it easy at times. You know, we, we talk about, you know, last three and a half years is like crawling on glass. Mm. Um, we just, it's just been tough. It's been difficult, but as we do it, we're, we're, we're now putting more and more trust in, in, in God at different times and in different ways. And I think that's what makes this project really special. It really does. Mm -hmm. And I think people are responding well. I think people are, no, I mean, well, first of all, let's go to this. Because you guys, as a as a the chosen TV series, you guys are doing a lot of first ever things. Can you mention a few of those? Like, why are you guys disrupting? Even like when I mentioned Hollywood and you say disruption, and yeah. you guys are doing a complete different paradigm. Tell me a little bit about these first evers. Yeah, the first ever, um, the, the biggest one, first ever multi-season series about the life of Jesus Christ. That's probably the biggest one. Uh, the first ever, uh, you know, crowdfunded project for film and television in the Christian world and breaking all-time uh, crowdfunding records. Um, really, there's been other first ever, um, you know, outside of the Hollywood system. It's, it's there, but it's really the first ever crowdfunded project of this size that instead of we're doing a t-shirt for a crowdfund campaign, we actually took on partners. We got approval with the Securities Exchange Commission to take uh, public money. And when people actually contributed, the 19,000 people that contributed over $10 million, they became our partners on the project. And so as the chosen wins, they get a, a dividend. And that's a, it's a big thing. Now, you know, there's all these little, you know, things that are going on, but that was a first ever too. Um, the, the big thing I would say too, is the way that we watch, you know, and uh, our goal is to get it out to a billion people. And if we just do it the way that Hollywood or, you know, big studios have done it, um, we'll never get out to a billion people. It'd take too long and too arduous of a process and people are too territorial but we're the first ever free app that you can watch it in any country. And, and it's translated in so many different languages. Um, and it's just so amazing. And as we get more 
uh, time with the show and get more people volunteering and helping us out, it's going to go out global, which it is, but it's just going to spread to all, all the ends of the earth. Love it. Yeah. Th those are some of the first ever's of the chosen TV series. And can I, can I do one more? Oh, yeah. Can I, I got to do one more. It, this is really a big deal, but our main cast It's the first ever show about Jesus that they're actually from the the that that region. Wow. <laughs> like like we even have uh, characters that like Simon Peter. He's actually from Capernaum, from Israel. Like that's where he actually lived before here. Really? So we have yeah no it it's so amazing of of the cast and crew and uh, the cast. You know we have mm -hmm. a few that were in India or you know Egypt and surrounding areas, but the bulk of them are you know from the Middle East. And wow. you know it's not this white you know, white, blonde hair, blue eyed Jesus, mm -hmm. you know, that, that speaking English, yeah. you know, King's English, mind you. Um, and we're the first ever for that. And that, that actually makes me um, really, really excited because, you know, we, we went into the cultural of, Hey, what, what was it like then? Mm -hmm. You know um, you know, what did, what did uh, Jews look like at that time? And, and so on and so forth. And we try to portray it as, as best that we can. Uh, and whatever was plausible. But what I love is the richness of culture mm -hmm. and and basically cultural backgrounds of The Chosen. You're able to see that on screen, which is beautiful. Love it. Yeah, I love the cast. I love the actors. I love Jonathan, of course, Elizabeth, Tavish, all of the actors. Um, phenomenal. I think this is, this is um, a massive endeavor you guys are on to. Um, and it's touching lives. And this is what I was thinking when you were saying that things are changing and how I was kind of comparing the chosen being on an app, a free app. I mean, on your phone, you were like raising up your phone on the screen uh, to showcase something completely different. And I compare that a little bit to how the Bible is now available on devices too. I mean, to me, it's amazing yep. because I feel like we're in a transition as humans historically, you know, we're, we're media is, is the new thing, but also, We're leaving the legacy media behind as well, right? So like the big yep. TV corporations, the big um, radio shows, like we used to know them. You know, things are moving into the 21st century, right? Podcasting, uh, social media channels and whatnot. So it's a completely different way of portraying the greatest story ever told. So props to that for what you guys are doing. And yeah, and I think I think what's really important too, just just so that it's clear, you know, we're not trying to replace anything. Like, there's Bible's the Bible, mm -hmm. and what we want to do is, and this is really important to us, is uh, tell the stories that that will lead you back to the source. Wow, you know, and I think as you connect with the characters, as you as you connect with the stories and see a little bit differently. Um, you know, it's basically scripturally accurate, but what we're able to do is, is use some creativity of, mm -hmm. Hey, what was plausible to get, get people up to this point of what was actually documented in the Bible. That's where it comes to life. And, and I know that our main goal isn't to replace anything. It's just to, to actually not even, I don't even know if we can supplement it, but it's just like lead people back to the source, yeah. you know, and that's what we want to do. Wow. That's great. because. Yeah, as I watch the show for sure, and I don't want to you know, kind of spoil it to people because it does have a few spins, <laughs> right? even though it's in the Gospels, it does have a few spins on, on the stories yep. that I don't want to spoil to anyone that hasn't watched, you know, go and watch the season, go and compare it to like you're saying to the main source because it's amazing. And 
uh, one of my, my my favorite my yeah. favorite comments of all time is when I is, was that in the Bible? I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> like uh, go go find out, like, yeah. like get back to me. That's your homework assignment. But no, I love watching that, and I think too, it's just the the big thing for us, and this is where Dallas and the writers are just do amazing. Is like we want to just give real world. Uh, authentic examples of people mm. and how people uh, today and also people of the first century uh, discover Jesus and the challenges that we have. Um, and, you know, the challenges that they they faced back then is, is very similar to the, the challenges that we face today. Mm. You know, um, they had a very, very big tax burden from Rome, like 75% of all, all taxes was, was paid to Rome. That's a huge amount. And you wonder why Jesus always talked about food and, and water is because people were actually starving and they were hungry. They didn't know where their next meal was going to come from. And, and then two, you know, just the whole di dichotomy of, you know, the racism between Samaria and Judea and the, str the, the struggles and the, 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 the conflict. I mean, we see that today as well. And what I love more than anything else is to see the beauty of what, what uh, Jesus come to, to do with, which is his work. And, and it was to disrupt, it was to disrupt the way that you thought, and perceived what reality is and really understanding what reality is. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about the chosen is it, it really draws really heavily into uh, people, but also thinking a little bit differently because uh, the get used to different was Jesus. He was there to complete the law and to give a higher law, you know, and uh, that right there, I think it was needed in first century, but I can tell you it's needed now too. And so yeah. hopefully that inspires people to really uh, put aside their pettiness and and their preconceived notions of what things are and just accept Jesus uh, and his 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 law and to be able to um, be revigorated into uh, the gospel. Wow, that's so good. Well, I love that approach and thank you for sharing that because I, I, I do feel like for a lot of people, I mean, if you're talking about the Bible and you're kind of like elaborating a little bit of on what Jesus, even even that phrase that you just mentioned, you know, um, get used to different, right? Like that one is not in the Bible. But nope. it, it comes up as something that uh, it's very relatable. And I love even the name The Chosen because it gives us a, a sense of like, it's not just the life of Christ. It's the life of everybody that, wants, that was around Christ, The Chosen, the disciples, yep. the ones that were following him. Even not necessarily the, like the 12 that we are you know, accustomed to, to, to see right. in the gospel. Everyone, right? Even Peter's wives. You know, they're, they're, they're children, right? There's there's an episode that I love about just Jesus interacting with children. How cool is that? Yep. Um, and what are, well, I want to read a verse from the Bible in Matthew. It's called the rich and the kingdom of God. And then I want to yep. kind of like elaborate a little bit of this wrestling with the idea of money and following Jesus. Um, yep. And then I'll come, come to another question I have for you as it relates to kind of like the business side of things. Absolutely. So this story, it's a little longer, and I'll try to, to, to go fairly quick. Uh, so then came a man to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Then he responded, Which ones? Jesus replied, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. All these I've kept, the young man said, 
what do I still lack? And Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. And then Jesus said to the disciples, Truly I tell you, it's hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Daryl, what have you learned about the relationship with to money and, and following Jesus? And specifically with the so chosen. Yeah, no, I love I love this verse of Matthew. Matthew 19 is is one of my favorites out there. And I think what we can um, really reflect is uh, this this individual was willing to live the commandments. He was willing to do what he needed to on Shabbat. You know, he was really good to his neighbors, but he was his heart wasn't completely God's, and he actually had another God, which is the God of money and wealth, right? And what that came to it. And so I think with the chosen itself is we realize that the, the money that we have is not ours. It's not ours at all. <laughs> and, you know, we're stewards of it. Yes, but it's not ours. God giveth and God can take away. And I think that's the difference of that is God will use what, what he needs to get his means. And sometimes it's not money. Sometimes it's just, you know, perseverance and dedication, but other times it's, Hey, everything that you have, like giving everything that you have to the project. And um, I really do appreciate this, this uh, understanding. Cause I think it's really misunderstood by a lot of Christians out there. Uh, money's not bad, but it's the intent that we, we worship the money as bad. Right. Mm -hmm. And if we just use it as a tool, as a necessity, um, and I you use money as a tool to create a, a show about the life of Jesus Christ and also a vehicle to get it out to the world, then it's not what the same with that rich youth, you know, was looking at it. It's not a possession. It's a tool. Big difference. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we need to come to. And I, I do know this. Uh, there's another uh, part in, in the Bible that I really love is Job. Love that story a lot. And, you know, uh, God, he multiplies, not only with Job, you look at his story and what he was able to do, he lost everything and, and God gave him in, in numbers that we can't even fathom, but also in the, the parable of the talents, you know, it's like he will multiply those that are good stewards of it. And when you realize, hey, this can do good for people and it's a tool and it's a necessity, uh, but it's not ours, it's God's. That's, that's the big difference. Wow. Good. The, the heart and the attitude behind money. I love it. Um, Daryl, as it relates to you being a businessman, how would you define success then? What is success and what would success look like for the chosen? So what keeps me up at night the most is in those 19,000 people, we had people that donated the widow's mind, you know, and I think the big thing for me is being a good steward of that. And even though that we've gone through that money and that was producing season, season one, it still keeps me up because that trust when there was no series, that trust when there's no concept. I mean, we had the pilot, but I wasn't even remotely close of what, what the, the show is today. And it was that trust in the vision and the trust in us. And so that right there is something that Dallas and I, um, we talk about a lot. 
And um, we're very cautious with, with everything because this is a vehicle that was, was, was given on a widow's mind. Mm. And, and that right there is priceless. It, it is. It really is because it's not just one investor or one person that's really wealthy putting money into it. I don't think it gives it the heart of having 19,000 people just give their, their, their all to it. And um, we, um, <laughs> we, we get fan mail a lot. And, and we have people uh, sending something in and there was a, a lady, I won't give her a name because I, I haven't asked, you know, if I could do this on, on a public setting, but she gave us $2, you know, and, and that's all she could give. <laughs> and, and like for me, that's just as important as 2 million, you know, $2 million is because it was her all and she just wanted to contribute to the cause. And yes, we're not a nonprofit. We're not a, a religion, you know, we're a for-profit production, but our heart is to get it out to be profitable so we can get it out to more and more people. Wow, that's so good. And one of the other questions I have, I see kind of like keep in mind that um, stewardship um, concept that you just mentioned. What are some of the other like non-negotiables or tenets when it comes to funding the ministry of Dallas Jenkins? I mean, you're partnered with him, but the chosen is not just you two guys. You have actors, yeah. production, scouting, yeah. location. I mean, you guys, in a sense, are also feeding you know, many families through through giving employment. So what are some of these yeah. other tenets of these are non-negotiable when it comes to money? Yeah, I think I think non-negotiable is like we just need to be good stewards. I mean, that, that that's just where it's at. And if we can do something and pull the same level of production off with less money, we're going to do that every single time. We're we're going to do it. Um, and we would rather reallocate that money into future seasons or whatever we need to. Um, and we're 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 so focused in on getting this to a billion people. Like it's pointless if we can't get it to a billion people. And so putting our energy and effort in behind the scenes and other videos that people can gravitate towards and then get behind the cause of getting it out to a billion people. Um, and so I, I do know this, um, you know, as, as we, uh, as we continue to create the, 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 the chosen in different seasons, it's just going to cost more money. It, it just is because the nature of production, you know, um, we we're not on a shoestring budget anymore, you know, and we need to, to be able to, to uh, give benefits and, and, you know, support families and really put in more money in getting the right people to pull off the greatest story ever told, you know, so, th so that when people watch it, they're really, impacted not only by the message behind it, but the beauty of the whole essence of the cinematography and the writing and everything that's involved. Mm -hmm. And I love Dallas writing. One of my favorite comments about the show is actually from Dallas's dad. Um, I think it's on the <laughs> website and it says, I mean, if people don't know Dallas dad, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. He's the author of um, the Left Behind series, right? Or co-author of the Left Behind yep. series, among many other books. But Uh, one of his comments is, finally, my son does something worth watching or something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true. And once you know their, their family, um, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. But um, what, what I love is I think God uses all of us and, and uh, specifically the Jenkins family. Um, and and we'll, we'll talk about his father. Like, what a beautiful storyteller. Um, in a medium that is amazing. And then Dallas found his own medium, which is, you know, film and television. And, you know, he is 
uh, in essence of someone that really truly cares about the project. Um, sorry, my thing was coming out. Sorry. Um, he cares about the project so much. And what I love more than anything about it is he's devoted just to tell the, the story in, in a unique, fresh way uh, because he's watched so much, uh, you know, content out there that was just subpar and, and um, he's a beautiful storyteller. But what I do love too, is that, that God is assembling people to bring into the chosen world uh, to, to um, use their talents and abilities, you know, and, and to accentuate the, the project or amplify the project in so many different ways. Wow. So good. What are some of the, I mean, I know you're in season two right now on the app it's available and yep. you know, you guys are releasing episodes as they come out. What is like the, the main goal with The Chosen? Is it to have a specific number of, of seasons, a specific number of episodes, uh, to have almost like the, you know, like the Star Wars, the saga, and then you have a spin-off on, yeah. on, on a character? Is there anything like that? Or is that too way far ahead of the... Yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to keep it simple. We're going to do seven seasons. And so we're in season two right now. And so we're going to do a, a, a total of seven seasons. Each season will have at least eight episodes. There might be a couple seasons that might have more. Who knows? You know, we won't know until the writing phase of it. But uh, we, we definitely would like to, to write about the Gospels. So, so The Chosen is about the Gospels. So it's going to lead up to uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then some time afterwards um, is what we're, what we're going to do. And that will be in the seven seasons. And then there might be, a, you know, something we might do the book of Acts and, you know, something like that. We don't know. I mean, it's too far in, in the future. All we care about is doing this justice and getting it out to as many people as possible. Wow. So good. Uh, Daryl, thank you so much for your, your kindness coming on the show for sharing a little bit of, of light on what is it like to be a businessman supporting the greatest story ever told in the 21st century. The Chosen is the first ever episodic series about the life of Christ. It's disrupting social media. It's doing things differently. The first ever like crowdfunded project of this caliber in the world. How cool is that? Um, and one last question I had for you, uh, Mr. Mastermind of the Chosen is, and it's, it's kind of like going back a little bit to, to Matthew and this passage that we just read, but what is happiness? What is happiness, I think, is knowing who you are and, and accepting what you can become. Wow. That, that's what I, I view happiness. There you have it. Uh, Daryl, I mean, of course, people can find the show everywhere, but is there a specific place you want people to go to uh, if people want to support? I don't know, just where you want to send people to. Uh, that yeah. are listening or watching. Yeah, just you can go to the App Store in iOS or Android and type in The Chosen. You can download it there. Or you can go to thechosen.tv forward slash app. Uh, that's the best way to do it. And I think, you know, if this, if this project touches your heart, the best thing that you can do is talk about it with other people. Like if we're going to get to a billion people, um, you know, we're going to need help of, of people from casual viewers to active viewers to, to fans 
really helping us spread the word. And I think it's similar to back in the time of the first century is when, when Jesus started his ministry, you know, it just started with one person and then it, it kind of branched out and so on and so forth. Um, and what's be beautiful about this is, you know, what happened in first century, uh, you know, continues today and his story needs to be told and his story needs to be understood and his, his uh, people need to accept him. And if this can lead people to him and to the Bible, that's what we're all about. You know, so go to thechosen.tv forward slash app. Awesome. Well, there you have it, my friends. Daryl Eves, the mastermind behind the successful funding of the first ever episodic TV series of the life of Christ, The Chosen. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great day. We'll spread the word about The Chosen. We love the show. Can't wait to have more seasons and episodes coming out. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Christian Podcast. If you liked this episode, share it with friends and family. Make sure you subscribe and leave a positive review wherever you can. You can also visit christianpodcast.com to learn more about our show. Hasta la vista.